Good morning. Um, I hope everybody is, is well this morning. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm a member here at Christ First. And, and as a church, we've, we've spent the last few months uh, reading and studying the, the book of Exodus. And we're going to continue on that, uh, that journey this morning in chapter 31. Uh, but before we do so, uh, let's just quickly pray. Yeah, Father God, we, yeah, we thank you uh, for your many blessings to us. We thank you for your love. Uh, we thank you for uh, the work of Jesus. Lord, now as we turn to your word, I pray that you would uh, speak through me uh, to your people. Would you bless us and would you guide us? I pray. Amen. Uh, great. Well, let's um, start with a short moment of audience participation. I would like you to raise your left hand if this morning you would like to learn how to honour God more. Great. Now, I'd also like you to raise your right hand if you would like to receive greater blessings from God this morning. Great. You can put your hands down. Uh, you see, as, as Christians, we should love to honour God with our lives, uh, to glorify him with how we act, with how we speak, uh, with what we say and what we think. We should love to honour God. Uh, but if you didn't raise your left hand, perhaps it was easier to raise your right hand, uh, because surely each one of us would love to walk in, in greater blessings of God. Uh, surely everyone would love to walk uh, with greater joy being blessed by God. Now, we're, we're going to revisit the purpose of that exercise uh, shortly. Um, and before we actually read this morning's passage, I want us to um, look back uh, at another passage we covered a few um, months ago, uh, back in Exodus chapter 20. If we could click along. Uh, oh, one too many. That was one. Yeah, so in Exodus uh, chapter 20, uh, this is a passage where God gives Moses uh, the Ten Commandments. And these are, you can see on the screen. Uh, so take a second and have a read through them again. And, and ask yourself a question. Uh, do you think that each one of these commandments is still appropriate today? Uh, ask yourself, do, do you think that each one is still good today? Uh, now hopefully the answer to most of those questions is, is an obvious yes. Uh, clearly it's, it still remains appropriate not to steal. Uh, clearly, it's still good not to murder. Uh, but I wonder uh, what you would say about the fourth commandment, uh, to remember the Sabbath. Uh, is that commandment still appropriate today? Uh, I think it's a question which is really good for us to grapple with, and that's what we're going to look at this morning. And for me, when I, when I think of uh, the Sabbath, there are about two big questions to answer. Uh, the first question is this, it's, what is the purpose of the Sabbath? Uh, why does God give that commandment? Uh, and the second question is, uh, is what does the Sabbath look like today? You know, are Christians actually still meant to keep the Sabbath? And if so, how? And we're going to look at answering those two questions this morning. And to do so, we're going to look at the, uh, so the biblical teaching of the Sabbath from both the New Testament and the Old Testament. Uh, I'm, I'm a hope this morning, is that as we look at the biblical teaching of the Sabbath, 
uh, we will see that it, actually the Sabbath is a way for us to both honour God, but also to receive blessing. I say that again, the Sabbath will be a, a way for which us to honour God and to receive blessing from God. Great. Uh, so let's read our passage uh, this morning. And it's from Exodus chapter 31. And it should appear on your screens. There we go. Uh, starting from verse 12. And the Lord said to Moses, You are to speak uh, to the people of Israel and say, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths. So let's just stop there for one quick second. Uh, notice how it says, above all. Uh, we've just had 10 chapters in Exodus of, of God's various instructions, and yet here uh, God says, above all. And so we know that what God is going to say here is significant. Uh, so let's continue reading. Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave to Moses, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of a testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. So let's uh, first look at answering the question, what is the purpose of the Sabbath? And I think we can see a number of answers in this text. But we're also going to look at other references from the Bible too. Uh, first, let's remind ourselves of the context of this passage in the Exodus story. You see, uh, God has come to the end of the instructions uh, for making this, the sanctuary and the tabernacle. Remember that powerful message uh, Andy brought to us two weeks ago about the tabernacle. And, and last week, Aaron taught us how the Israelites were expected to serve God using their gifts and encouraged us to do likewise. And so this morning, uh, we can almost imagine Moses um, coming to God and asking him, OK, that's great. We're going to build a tabernacle. We're going to serve you. But how often are we going to do that? Is it going to be a seven day a week job? Surprisingly, God says, no, I don't want you to work seven days a week, but only six. And I think this is surprising because you know, the Israelites are doing a beautiful thing for God. They're building um, a, a sanctuary, a tabernacle for him. And yet God says, no, I want you to work six days, not seven. And so the first point is quite simple. You know, what, what does it say about our God that he says, above all, take a day off? Uh, I think that says something about uh, the nature of our gracious and loving God. Uh, and also simply to say the Sabbath means to actually cease from work or, or to rest. That's what we're talking about when we are talking about the Sabbath. Uh, let's also briefly look at Isaiah chapter 58. 
uh, verses 13 and 14. If you keep your feet uh, from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honourable, and if you honour it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. You see, uh, the Sabbath is intended to be a delight and a joy for the people of God. Uh, I think it's how, how twisted have we become when we can think about the Sabbath as a chore or as a burden, when God intended it to be a joy and a delight. Uh, so I, I wonder if you, you consider the Sabbath to be a burden. Because my first point really is, it's a command to rest. And, and who doesn't want that? Uh, so that's my first point. Uh, the second point is we see that the Sabbath uh, is a sign. Uh, that's mentioned in verses 13. Uh, when we think of other biblical signs, uh, perhaps the, the eating of bread at Passover, uh, we know that that was a sign which reminded the Israelites of how God brought them out of Egypt. And so in a similar way, the Sabbath is a sign to the Israelites um, and we see that it reminds them that God sanctifies them, meaning that it is God who makes them holy. And so the Sabbath is a sign, a sign which should point our hearts and our minds towards God, um, reminding us that God is the one who makes us holy. And I, I think this thought process is actually quite logical. You see, uh, the Bible teaches us that we are unable to make ourselves holy before him. Instead, it is God who does that work. Uh, we know that when we place our faith in Jesus, uh, we are given new life. Um, and the Holy Spirit is poured out into us. And the, and the work of the Holy Spirit is to sanctify us and to make us holy. And so there's something in the fact that when we rest, when we stop, we are reminded that we need God. We cannot grow in holiness in our own strength and in our own work. That is a work of God. And resting helps us to remember that. Uh, let's also look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, verses 12 uh, and 15. Oh, sorry, just uh, verse 15. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And we see, we see here that the Sabbath was also there to remind the Israelites that God saved them. Uh, and so we see that resting one day a week reminds them of the mighty work that God has done in their lives. And so similarly, the Sabbath is an opportunity for us to remind ourselves that it is God who saves us through Jesus. And, and I think here's, here's the key uh, point for me. See, the reason we need a, a, a regular sign, such as a Sabbath, is that the natural drift of our hearts is actually, it's never towards God. No, in, instead, I think the natural drift of our hearts is actually towards self-reliance and to self-worship. And actually, we, we need um, something. We need a sign to draw our hearts and our minds back to God. And I think if you, if you think of your own lives, you, I think you'll probably come to agree with me about this. Um, 
myself, if I, I can think about times when I've uh, missed perhaps a couple of Sunday mornings, whether I've been on holiday or perhaps I just haven't made it. And I can be shocked at how quickly, you know, I can go a couple of weeks without really coming to God and to, um, coming into his presence. Or on a smaller scale, I can think of days when, I'm, you know, I, may, I might not come to him uh, in prayer or read his word. And there can be days when the, the very thought of God barely crosses my mind. So I think, again, the, the natural drift of our minds is not towards God, but it's away. And so we need that sign to bring us back towards him. And that's what the Sabbath is. You see, and, that, and that's why the Sabbath is such a gift, because it can help us to realign our minds and our hearts back to God, to remind ourselves that he is the one who sanctifies us and that he is the one who has saved us. Right, the third point I have is that there's something in the Sabbath which actually reflects the very nature of God. You see, in verse 17 of this passage, we see how um, God actually rested on the seventh day in the Genesis creation story. God was not uh, tired from working, but there was something valuable in God um, so ceasing uh, to work and, and actually savouring the works that he had done in the week. Uh, and how does this relate to us? Well, uh, as children of God, our vacation is to be God-like because we are made in his image. And so similarly, I think there's something in, inherently valuable in us resting from our work and reflecting um, not only on, on the work that we've done in a week, but actually thinking about what God has achieved through us in the week. See, when we rest, we commemorate the fact that God is creator and that God has worked in our lives and that God is a source of all that we have. Indeed, uh, just look at your hands for a second and think that God has created them. Uh, think about your mind and think that God has created that too. And so these things which we work with, they are given to us by God and, and resting can remind us of that fact. Now, uh, personally, I, I can find this to be a real challenge, actually. See, I love to achieve and to try and get things done. And I can get in a really bad mood if by the end of the day I haven't ticked off what I wanted to do that day. Uh, you can ask my wife about the bad mood I can get into. Uh, but just as resting reminds us that God is the one who sanctifies us, um, so also resting reminds us that ultimately um, our wealth and our true advancement in life depend far more on God's work than on ours. And uh, this is a truly valuable lesson which God has been teaching me. And, and it could also be a lesson which God would want to teach you uh, through the Sabbath too. A final point on the, on the creation reference. Uh, I think by um, referencing creation, we can see that the Sabbath rest is, is a pattern which has actually been built in into human life from the very start. Uh, there's a sense in which, as humans, we can really benefit from a rhythm of rest of this kind. You know, having a, a rest which, you know, whatever rhythm it can be, I think it's really good for us as humans to have. Okay, my final point from this passage. Uh, I think we see actually that the Sabbath rest should be God-centered rest. 
In verse 14, it says, uh, the Sabbath is holy for you. Uh, in verse 15, uh, it references a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Um, holy meaning uh, set apart or, or separate. And so God wants to be honoured, especially on this day. Uh, a true Sabbath rest is to, to focus on what is holy, uh, that being God and his works. And so the, Shab- the Sabbath should cause us to honour Uh, so hopefully that's a, a good overview of uh, some Old Testament teaching on the Sabbath. Uh, but let's also now turn our attention to the New Testament uh, and begin to try and answer the question, does the Sabbath still uh, apply today? Uh, and we can see actually what Jesus had to say about the Sabbath in Mark uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Let's read together. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life, or to kill. But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and said, um, looked, sorry, let me say that again. He looked around at them in, in anger and, deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. So I think from this passage, we can see that in the centuries between uh, the Exodus and the time of Jesus, uh, the Sabbath commandment has been uh, manipulated. Instead of a delight, uh, a thing of joy, it's actually been mingled with all the thou shalt nots, and it's become a thing of misery. Uh, To such an extent that the Pharisees, they wouldn't permit um, even doing good on the Sabbath. To the extent that the Pharisees were, were angry with Jesus, that they would, uh, that he would heal a man. It's an amazing miracle. They didn't want that to happen on the Sabbath. And so Jesus comes into the situation, and what he does is he he renews once more, once uh, once more the vision of what the Sabbath really is. Uh, Jesus didn't come to abolish the Sabbath, but to remove the legalistic approach and give it again to us as a blessing. You see, the Sabbath is a day for showing mercy and for doing good. It should not be constrained by uh, rigid legal definitions of what you can and can't do. Uh, For the purposes of time, we we didn't read the immediately preceding verses in in Mark chapter 2. But as a summary, um, again, the Pharisees are speaking to Jesus about the Sabbath. And uh, in, in this case, they're accusing him because uh, Jesus and his disciples have picked some grain uh, and eaten it on the Sabbath. Uh, And Jesus concludes his discussion by saying the following words. He says, the Sabbath was made for man. Uh, Sorry, let me say again. Um, 
The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I think this drives home the point that the Sabbath is meant to be life-giving, not legalistic or life-draining. Uh, ultimately, we know that Jesus, uh, who is the, the Son of Man, he is Lord of the Sabbath. And we should seek to honour and glorify and worship Jesus on this day. And we also know that uh, Jesus has purchased ultimate and complete rest for his people. Uh, Jesus indeed came so that God's people would not have to work to earn approval before God. Jesus came to give rest. And so there's a sense in which there's also a, a Christian uh, Sabbath, which is a, like an everlasting rest, which Christians now enjoy. You see, uh, we don't have to wait until the Sabbath to, to come into God's presence. Instead, we can daily come to God, uh, walk in his presence and power um, at any time. Praise be to God for the work of Jesus. And yet, uh, there is still a sense in which the Sabbath, uh, it remains a blessing. It remains, a, um, I think, a, a day to be honoured. Um, at least in part because it's a day in which many of us have greater capacity, uh, a time, greater time capacity uh, to give over um, to worship of God. I think another helpful uh, New Testament passage comes from Romans chapter 14, verse 5 and 6. Uh, this is uh, Paul writing to the Romans. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. And so we, we see that uh, the people that Paul is writing to, uh, some of them consider the Sabbath or one day as, as particularly special. Uh, but others, Paul is writing to, say actually every single day is equally as special to God. And Paul actually, he doesn't side with one group or another. Uh, but I think the key here is that whether you're in one party or the other, both are doing so to the Lord. I.e. whether you think the Sabbath is a particularly special day or whether you consider every day equally special, do so to the glory of God. And so I think there's, a, there's quite a simple question to you this morning is, when you consider what to do on the Sabbath, what is right to do or what is wrong to do, uh, are you making those decisions based on what will glorify God? Because uh, that would be my encouragement, is whatever conviction you come to, is it going to glorify God? Is it going to bring him glory? Uh, so hopefully those New Testament passages have, have brought some clarification regarding the Sabbath um, for us. Uh, the Sabbath is meant to be life-giving, uh, not legalistic or life-draining. Uh, and the Sabbath is meant to promote worship, not to hinder. Uh, now before we finish, uh, I want to try and get really practical and to try and answer the question of, so what can I or, or should I not do on the Sabbath? Uh, unfortunately, to a degree, the, the answer isn't black and white, in my opinion. Uh, ultimately, how you choose to keep the Sabbath 
is a matter of personal conscience rather than hard and fast rules. As we've said, it's a matter of considering how you can honour God on the Sabbath. Uh, but clearly, a, a key component of the Sabbath is corporate worship. Uh, we here, we meet as a, uh, as, a, as a church on Sunday mornings to worship and to praise God. Uh, and so simple challenges, if you're a Christian listening this morning, and if you're not committed to um, joining uh, a certain congregation on a Sunday, uh, then there's a challenge to perhaps commit to doing so. Uh, the second thought I have is uh, we should actually try and use the Sabbath as a way to prepare us uh, for serving God in the rest of the week. And, and so if we, physically re- um, if, sorry, if we physically work during the week, then actually try and physically rest on the Sabbath. Or if, like me, or you work in an office environment, then actually on the Sabbath try and get outside and do something different, which again would prepare you uh, for work in the rest of the week. Uh, I think one complication uh, when I think about the Sabbath is the fact that in our society, uh, for the majority of us, our working week is five days long, uh, not six as it, as it was in the time of the um, Exodus and Moses. Uh, and a, f- a few years ago, I, f- I felt actually God challenged me about how I could uh, think about this. Uh, and so what I, I try to do now is I try and do um, my uh, chores, my household chores, either in the week or on a Saturday so that I can be freed up on Sunday uh, more to honour God and to, and to serve God and to worship Him on that day. Uh, and that's proven to be a real blessing to me. To be honest, I think... Ha- Trying to keep that Sunday as clear as possible um, has, yeah, as I said, been a real blessing to me. And, of course, there are many times when I'm not able to do that, where I, there are things that I have to do on Sunday. And I won't beat myself up, up, up about that. But as, as a general principle, as something I'm trying to do, I think that does help me to honour God with my life. So, again, um, consider your own life and if God might be challenging you this morning about some areas of work where you could try and move that into the week or onto Saturday to try and keep that Sunday free for God. Um, as an aside, I, I appreciate that actually many of us will probably work on Sundays due to shift patterns. Uh, this clearly uh, applies to, to pastors and elders. And I know that um, many of them, because of this, will actually designate a different day in the week to be their Sabbath, either perhaps a Monday or a Tuesday. And so if, if that applies to you, if you do have to work Sundays due to shift patterns, then perhaps consider to do something similar to that, designating another day in a week to be your Sabbath. And now, I, I suppose at this point in the, in the message, you might be thinking, you know, Alex, I appreciate what you're saying, but you don't know how busy my life is. Now, that may be true, and I... I I suppose at least in part, I appreciate that many of us live very busy lives. Um, But I want to, I suppose, encourage you to fight uh, for the blessing of rest that God wants you to have. Uh, And and also not to believe the lie um, that the busyness you're experiencing is just a season that will pass. Okay, we, we may live in particularly busy months or weeks, that can happen, but I think generally speaking, in our culture, we're such a busy culture, 
And, and if, if we're not careful, um, we can think that business will pass and then five years later we'll still be thinking that, and then ten years later we'll still be thinking that. And so I think as an encouragement that we need to try and fight uh, for godly rest as you feel convicted to do so. A final few thoughts. Uh, when you think of a Sabbath, do you hear, thou shalt not work, or instead, thou shalt not have fun? Uh, you see, as we've said, that the Sabbath is meant to be a blessing. It, it actually, something, some great things that we can do on a Sabbath is just to spend time with friends and family, spend time with brothers and sisters in the church. Um, obviously, rules permitting right now, uh, you know, enjoy good food and time together with other people. Those are good things to do on a Sabbath. You see, uh, obeying the Sabbath doesn't mean you have to spend 12 hours at home in a, in a prayer meditative uh, state. Uh, and yet, clearly, praying and reading your Bible, reading other Christian literature, uh, going for a, a prayer walk or worshipping at home, these are all really good things to do on the Sabbath. Uh, there's definitely a really powerful God-centered joy to be had in those things. The Sabbath is a, it's a day to focus on the Lord. And as we've said, Jesus is now the Lord of the Sabbath, and so the Sabbath is a day to focus on Jesus. So again, perhaps God is challenging you this morning uh, to spend more time on the Sabbath uh, on some of those things I, I listed a second ago. Um, spend more time in prayer or, or reading Christian literature or spending time simply with bro brothers and sisters from the church and, and speaking with them. I'd really encourage every one of us just to take some, some time now or, or this morning or the rest of today just uh, praying with God and asking him if there's some step, even if it's small, that you could take to honour God more on the Sabbath day. Uh, in, in a few moments, we're going to draw uh, the service to a close. And, and this morning, uh, we're going to go into breakout rooms. There won't be any... Uh, I suppose specific breakout rooms for if you have any special requests, everyone will just go out and into their own breakout rooms. Um, and I'd, I'd encourage you to, if you're able to, to stick around and I suppose to Sabbath well via those breakout rooms. Spend time just chatting together, um, sharing stories of the week. Um, but you can also use that time uh, to pray for one another. Um, perhaps uh, pray for each other if you've if you feel like you've been one way, you've been drifting away and you feel like you need that prayer to help you bring back to God this morning. Uh, pray for each other if this morning you felt uh, challenged about uh, trying to honour God more on a Sabbath day. Um, let's pray for each other. It's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing for us to do, to pray for our brothers and sisters. Uh, let me pray. Uh, to close. Yeah, Father God, we thank you for your presence with us this morning. Uh, and I thank you for the, the blessing of the Sabbath day. Uh, we thank you that you, you do not ask us uh, to work uh, seven days a week for you to earn our salvation. We thank you that instead you have blessed us with Jesus, uh, the gift of Jesus, so that we are forgiven and that we can be uh, adopted by you and come to you as sons and daughters 
not having to, to strive to enter into your presence, but uh, instead living and walk, coming to you through your grace and your love. Uh, Lord, would you uh, help us, uh, I suppose, this morning and going forwards to, to Sabbath well, to rest well, to honour you through the Sabbath, and to, to seek to bring you glory, ultimately, through the Sabbath. And would you bless us through that too, God? I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you.